Welcome to the Work Research Revolution. I'm your host, Cara DeLunger. In this podcast, I speak to doctors, scientists, professors, and business leaders who are at the leading edge of this work research revolution and radically changing the way we work. We will be harnessing their collective insight so that we can create the catalyst that drives much needed change in the future of work around the world. Work Reset Revolution is brought to you by Softer Success. Visit www.softersuccess.com to learn how you can revolutionize your well-being plan and help eradicate burnout in your organization. So let's get to today's episode. Welcome everybody to the Work Reset Revolution and today I'm talking to Joe Ryle who is the campaign officer at Four Day Week Campaign. Welcome Joe. Hi, uh, thanks for having me on. Hiya. Thank you very much for joining us today. So we're talking about Work Reset Revolution and I'd like to ask you, in your view, what are the biggest crises that are affecting modern workplaces today? The most obvious crisis is a mental health crisis at work, which is all the research looks like is directly linked to overwork, burn, stress at work. I think it was the case that even before the pandemic, more than two thirds of workers were either stressed, burnt out or overworked in their job. So we're simply working too much. And, you know, that's a particular problem in the UK where we work some of the longest full time hours in the world while having one of the least productive economies and the fewest number of bank holidays. So, you know. Working like this is, A, it's making us unwell in terms of mental health impact, but B, it's not even good for business or good for the economy because, you know, if you've got stressed out and burnt out workers, then they're not going to perform very well in their jobs. And so increasingly, you know, and the pandemic has been a trigger for this, we're seeing an opening of people's eyes towards different working patterns and more flexible working patterns. Um, So it's quite an exciting time to be involved in the conversation around what a better future world of work might look like. Yeah, and that kind of leads me to... My next question, actually, I'd love to hear more about the four day work week and, you know, some of the things you're doing there and how this can help tackle the crisis that we're in. Yeah. So we say that a four day working week is good for the economy, good for workers and good for the environment. And, you know, I've I've talked already about the, the kind of mental health impact. But, you know, wherever we see the four day working week trialed and implemented, all the kind of evidence suggests that workers are much more happier and healthier in their jobs. But also at the same time, they're then performing better in their job. So it's, you know, it's good for the businesses too. I think it was, what was it? It was 18 million working days were lost in 2019 slash 2020 as a result of work-related stress, depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a clear and obvious problem that needs fixing. And quite frankly, I think it's quite ridiculous that we're still wedded to this really outdated model of work, this nine to five, five-day working week model, which, you know, was born around the 1930s and 40s when we had a much more industrial and agricultural economy. And for some reason, we're still wedded to it, even though the world of work has been transformed since then. So, you know, it's an exciting time to be involved in the campaign because the COVID pandemic has been a trigger for rethinking how we work. You know, there's much more serious, you know, I think the four-day week a couple of years, years ago had probably seen a bit of a pipe dream, but now it's seeming like a realistic prospect for the future. And we have governments of Spain, Scotland, Japan, increasingly looking at this, trialling it. And some big gains in Germany and Iceland in terms of workers already moving towards a four-day working week. So in terms of the UK context, we've been working for about 20 to 30 small businesses since COVID who have adopted a four-day week with no reduction in pay for workers. And they've been accredited through our accreditation scheme. So, um, yeah, it's an idea that's, that's only going to keep building, I think, in strength and momentum. 
some people say that with more and more automation and new technology on the way, that actually a four-day working week is inevitable. You know, it's inevitable mm-hmm. that we're going to have to work less to share the existing work more equally across the economy. Yeah. And well, we've just, we're very excited because we're doing this now. It's off to success. And over the last years, I've actually worked four days already and I found it such a benefit. And I really noticed a difference in my mental health and in productivity. So yes, there's also a recent example, I think in Ireland as well, that doing you're doing some work with them too. You're right, I forgot to mention Ireland because that yeah. does just happened this week. Um, yeah, the four day week Ireland campaign who we work with quite closely They've just announced a big programme which is linked up with the Irish government, has support of the Irish government. And again, it's looking at all the evidence in terms of how the four-day week improves work-life balance. Um, they've linked up with researchers and universities there and they're going to, I think they've got 10 to 20 companies already signed up for a big pilot starting at the end of the year. So that's exciting and that's one to watch. So even though the UK government, you know, at the moment are still sort of sort of resisting it for now although I think it's going to be become more and more impossible for them to ignore mm. um you know from Scotland to Ireland to Wales we're seeing a lot more interest in this and, and, and hopefully moving towards some more practical trials and yeah I'm pleased to hear that it's been a success for you because it does seem to be the case you know that whenever it does happen workers really like it and business really likes it and that's only going to spread like you know if people go down the pub with their friends or go and meet go and meet their friends they're only going to talk about it positively so hopefully the start of a kind of workplace revolution. Mm, absolutely. And I think, you know, as you said before, we're still stuck in that nine to five that was designed years ago. And that came because people were working 90 hours a week or more, I think, weren't they? And they had to sort of bring it down and say, right, we're going to a 40 hour week. But we're really at this pivotal moment in time where we don't really know, you know, we do need to address and change the way we do things at work. So do you have any other ideas and thoughts and what a work reset revolution could look like and how you'd like to see things evolve for the four-day work week? I mean, I think the interesting thing now post-pandemic is that the conversation seems to be moving towards one of focusing on output rather than hours worked. And I think that's interesting, you know, and where the four-day week has been implemented with no reduction in pay for workers, actually nine times out of 10, productivity goes up or stays the same. So you're actually getting exactly the same output from your workers or more. And I think that's interesting that the debate is moving in that direction. I mean, I'm also increasingly interested in in ideas like universal basic income. And, you know, of course, alongside those kind of more transformative policies, you know, we do need to ensure that the living wage continues to go up so that, you know, workers are earning enough. And to be frank, probably a ban on zero hours contracts, which just don't give workers any rights at work and actually make things like the four day week more difficult to implement. It's very, very hard to implement a four-day working week for zero-hours contract work because they've got no workers' rights, so that's a difficult one. So hopefully all of these ideas seem to be picking up and gaining traction right now, so it's an exciting time. So could I just like to know a bit more about a ban on, on the zero-hours contract work. Could you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, so I mean, under the current system of zero-hours contracts, you know, workers have absolutely zero rights at work in terms of when mm-hmm. their working hours are set, sick pay, maternity pay, all the rest of it. All of these kind of these rights that the trade unions form one are being lost for that group of workers. And um, there was a ruling recently at the High Court. I think Uber drivers it was ruled that they have to give you know treat them as workers. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But fundamentally, it's very hard to implement something like a four day week when work is you know so insecure for those workers. It's very hard to implement it for them. 
So that's something, you know, I think even though, you know, some the other argument is that zero hours contracts give people you know, more flexibility and freedom. I actually think if you ask zero hours contract workers whether they would like to keep the flexibility and freedom, but have workers' rights like everyone else, they always say yes. So that's definitely something that needs looking at. Mm, interesting. And as more and more people move towards a portfolio career, you know, that's something to keep in mind as well which is an interesting one where more people sort of have more input in how they want to plan their working week and you know what they'd like to do with that. It gives a bit more flexibility. Mm, exactly. So, well, thank you so much, Joe. This has been really, really a very interesting conversation. And I think we're just at the start of all of this discovery. And we hope that the four-day work week is going to gain momentum for many more people to take this on board. And there's just one final question. What would you say to, you know, I, I think maybe some of the listeners would wonder and say, oh, well, how am I going to put this forward to my workplace? Or how could I present it so that they don't think that I'm trying to do less work or slacking off because that's you know that sort of seems to be a common thing that some people will think what would you say there I mean the best thing I could suggest in terms of because what we're increasingly seeing now is yes on the one side companies getting on with it and adopting it and you know managerial level taking that decision which is great but of course we can't expect that to be the case across every workplace so what we're increasingly now seeing is workers getting together and demanding it from their bosses and from their organisations they work for. And the best way of doing that, to be quite blunt about it, is to join a trade union. And, you know, make sure your workplace is unionised and demand it, you know, through the collective bargaining process that you're entitled to once a year. And as a unit, and, you know, that seems to be working incredibly successfully, actually. So you would really recommend that. And just to say on the momentum building, we had a conversation last week for the Living Living Wage Foundation, who um, originally started their accreditation scheme of about, 20 organizations and now they have 7,000 organizations signed up 10 years later and so that's exactly what we're hoping to see with the four-day working week amazing thank you so much joe this has been really 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 interesting and for anybody that's listening we'll be sharing the link to the four-day week campaign and feel free to contact them for any further information and thank you again thanks for having me on take care thank you for listening to the work reset revolution I'd like to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. As a next step, share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit. Follow us on LinkedIn at Softer Success for more inspiration to change the way we work. And contact us at info at to find out more about our burnout assessment tool. If you have any feedback on how to improve, please do reach out to me as I'm always keen to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and we'll meet again on the next episode of Work Reset Revolution. Music